Welcome to Opinions Like Aeols, everybody, your favorite pop culture podcast where we have opinions and most of them stink. My name is Michael Zampino. With me, as always, is Hilton Price. The Legos are taking over my house. Oh. Here's the deal. So I, I think I mentioned a week or two ago how how mom had gotten into Legos. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I think is great because sure. uh, Legos are- You live uh, with your mom? I do. I do. I, I awesome. Take, uh, my mom, we, we talked a little bit about on the show. She has early onset Alzheimer's and she Jeff, is, don't talk yet. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But we we they, I just peed myself a little. The, I'm just teasing. The guests, the guests always talk a little bit. Yeah, no, I'm, I was That's totally like, hey, they're here. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> how many do you have now? Uh, four, fourteen hundred. Okay, like four. But but oh, it's, okay. it feels like a lot because like are they large sets? They're lar- they're getting larger because it's been you know um, early onset Alzheimer's uh, impacts not only memory but order of operations uh, mm-hmm. understanding and and so something with instructions has been uh, profoundly helpful uh, as a hobby for her as a guide. But one of the things that we don't know is is guys like us we've probably all built Lego sets when we were younger, right? Yeah. And and uh-huh. and. You don't realize how much you learn how that works. I mean, you just think putting these things together, you got a guide right there. It's easy peasy, right? Oh, it's no. really not. The no. perspective, understanding the pieces, being sure to count the little nubs so you got the right piece. There's a lot there. Oh, yeah. So for the first few sets, I really had to like walk with her every step of the way. But as she gets the hang of it, of course, you know, she's still uh, she's starting to do them on her own and she is going through them quick. Does it hurt motor skills at all? Uh, Alzheimer's. Yeah, it can later on. Luckily, we're not at that stage yet. And and you know, obviously, even just learning new skills and learning new things will be a challenge eventually. So we're really hoping that by building a lot of this stuff now, we'll prepare as the disease progresses later on. Got so it. I don't know. I guess stay tuned. We'll find out. You know, that was a good movie. Uh, it was. Stay I was, tuned. I haven't seen it with John Ritter, right? You've never seen Stay Tuned? I've never I seen, seen so it. many things. No shit. Yeah. Uh, but by the way, everybody, that third voice you're hearing is uh, of Jeff Thompson uh, of the Straight Edge Lounge. Yeah, correct. The Straight Edge Lounge, the Sober Speakeasy. I've also uh, a stand-up comic, a comedy promoter. You've been uh, involved in the scene for a while and, and just- uh, Several hats. Uh, many hats. Several hats, many, yeah. Just one head, but many hats. It's nice. <laughs> well. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, it's um the the- the Alzheimer's thing has been a weird and, and scary challenge, but it's also created some unique opportunities. Like, Don't it, change the subject. Get, I want to talk about Stay Tuned. Get, oh, so John Ritter, uh, a fantastic movie that does have a Do you a know threes, the premise? Yeah, he's, uh, he gets sucked into TV. Yeah, but do you know anything beyond that? He, like, he, why? He is John Ritter. <laughs> yeah, I've not seen it either. Okay, do you know, oh, he was do you know that, that piece of it? Like, yeah, do you remember? I remember the trailer. Okay, yeah. do you remember anything else? No. Guys... I, I I confuse it with Cool World. Get ready in my, in my oh they're very different and click. Uh, stay mm. tuned. Yeah, very much feels like a, a family movie, Beyond, and it's kind yeah. of played as like a family movie. And I guess Wandavision. In a um, sense. but kind of but uh, the 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 play the um it's John Ritter. It's um hell, and it's um the devil is doing it, and he's in hell, like Christian hell. It's sort of like like Dante's like hell? purgatory almost like, like he's dead hell. the whole time like, and doesn't know it. He has like, to survive a certain amount of purgatory uh, to was, get back to he's d- to the real world. Was John Ritter played by Bruce Willis? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, I see Three's Company. Yeah, it's 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 pretty fucking wild. Yeah, uh, and there's a lot of really weird comedy thrown in there uh, amongst the uh, gnarliness that is trying to escape uh, the devil. 
in, in there is a Three's Company cameo where he shows up in the house. Yeah, that's one of the nightmare scenarios. He pops up and it, he's in Three's it, Company set, and he and it's sort of like a fourth wall break where he just looks at the camera and starts screaming. Like, is he playing ah! John Ritter in the no. thing? Okay, so it's more just like a, a wink. Yeah, a wink that was out. like a little fourth wall break. Got yeah. it. The, now there's a Janet and Chrissy in that scene because they pop in and I I remember this as as like I do my own name they scream where have you been mm-hmm. is That's it the actual actresses that play Janet and Chrissy I don't remember okay I don't remember if it was or not. let's uh, let's pull up the Stay Tuned wiki this uh, is a, this Soy, is a great place to start. Uh, was Suzanne Summers and Joyce Dewitt yes Joyce Dewitt nice Good pull on yeah nice she was pull. like the Marianne I always went for the Marianne types same agreed agreed yeah Brun- something the, the mousy brunette yep. that is like supposedly goes under the radar is always like. That, doing that, it the for short me. dark hair yes you know, 100 i think that's a comic trait you think that we're we're sort of is like underdog favoritism or is it just weird sexual fetishes yeah no i i think it was just i i was because I, I was also more jethro than ellie may i'll say that too <laughs> yeah ditto uh, really what i'm saying is the signs were always there is what exactly. i'm saying uh, yes. <laughs> you use a sign rope signs as a belt. everywhere there's signs uh, blocking up the scenery, breaking my mind. You know, I, when I was a kid, I used to think that he was saying fucking up the scenery, and I was like, man, it is really wild that the radio doesn't fucking, like, of all the things it censors, right. it leaves that one in. Oh, Pam Dauber is in it from Mork and Mindy. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, okay, so he plays Roy Knabel. and Pepper. He's obsessed oh. with TV, and his wife is about to leave him because of his obsession with TV. Um, and Jeffrey Jones plays Johnny Spike, who is basically the devil's consigliere um, okay. soul wrangler, if you will. Oh, I, see. Um, I see. And he brings him this giant satellite dish and offers him all these you know, channels, which, of course, he's like, yes, please. And then he and his wife gets into a giant, uh, get into a giant argument about it. At which point they are sucked into the uh, satellite dish and into the uh, hellscape of um, TV, the yeah, hellscape like, of, of television, hell TV. I think nineties television. Of 80s and 90s Yeah, television. so there's like a lot of... Um, it was 92, so it was probably written in like 88. Yeah, so there was like a lot of plays off of existing properties. Um, like Wayne uh, Wayne's World was Dwayne's Underworld. Oh, and, you know, God. so there was a lot of oh, stuff like that. Like a three, lot of parallels. Three Men and Rosemary's Baby. Yep, oh, that's love delightful. It. Sadistic hidden videos. That's just most hidden videos. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, except it was like uh, somebody going up to a... a an elderly woman and telling them like their husband died or something. Speaking of 666, I got a call from the Troopers Association this morning. They keep trying to mask their number. And this one had the prefix 666. I should have known. So it was just like calling for donations. Yeah. It's like, and it's, and it acts like it's a person. It's like, hello, hello, but it's a fucking recording. Mm. Oh God. So, but there's nothing, nothing more satisfying than hanging up on a cop or even someone pretending to be a cop. Well, and and now if it was the devil calling me fundraising, how that, would get me to open my give wallet. It, oh, it, yeah. Leave it to law enforcement to covertly ask for help. Right. You know, yeah. To yes. essentially hide behind a billboard for their donations. Right. Yeah, they're like, hey, uh, 80% of our job is revenue generation, but we're just not quite pulling in yeah. enough. So, uh, yeah, between corruption. Now we need to scam you. Between corruption and legitimate seizure of cash, we still don't have enough money somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, yeah, dude, dude, five minutes in, and it's already ridiculously old movie references and pushing back against the system. This is a hell of an episode. This is an OLA classic. This, this is classic, this is a classic OLA. Classic in the making. Fuck this you, you. I won't do what you tell me. Yeah. Fuck your Yankee blue yeah, jeans. Yeah. Also, uh, you <laughs> oh, know. Nice. Yeah. 
Yankee Blue Jeans. Why is there not a blue jean company called Yankee? Yankee Blue Jeans. Yeah. That would be a thing. We yeah. could start that shit. My love for you is like a truck. Yes. Or, anyway. or a music store called All Your Bass Are Belong to Us. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Or um, really just, um, what was the name of that damn game? Was that Enemy Zero? No, what's what is the All Your Bass game? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'll go Google it real quick. Google it. Google it, it, it Hilton. It has a cool like, alien-sounding name. Zero uh, Wing. Zero Wing, that's what it is. All Your Bass Are Belong Zero to wing. Us. It's a good shooter, honestly. That is a great use of the English language. Yeah, well, that's, that's what it was. Hey, dude, man, listen... It, Dude, man, back during the video game console wars, we didn't have time for proper translation. You oh, were, hell no. You were in the trenches with Sega. Moving. You were fighting the, 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 the battering rams with Super Nintendo. You were you were trying to uh, keep up with making your version of whatever the other company had just put out. Yep. You needed your Hyperstone heist to their turtles in time. Exactly. And, and to here's turtle the deal. time. There were already casualties. Who does not remember the Virtual Boy? You know, lives were lost That's during totally those fine. wars. So Which one? Actually, I have one in my car I'm going to bring in for you. Oh, fair. Uh, uh, virtual Boy? Thank God. Uh, what was uh, Virtual Boy? You don't remember the Virtual Boy? Uh-uh. Oh, let's segue. Was it a uh, game or uh, like a Game Boy thing? Was it a Game Boy add-on thing? Kinda. Okay, that's... Okay. What? Yeah, the Virtual Boy was a 3D video game system produced by <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> in looks, the mid-90s. It looks so shitty. <laughs> you, put, you put it on a counter or a table, put your head into the device... And got a only in black and red graphics a 3D effect. What a piece of shit! Now the 3D did work, <laughs> and somebody lost their like completely jizzed over that back in oh, the day. Oh, for sure, oh, yeah, Hilton. <laughs> I'm right here, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, I can nah, hear you. No, no. I, I, no, I honestly didn't believe the hype for this uh, back then. The black and red turned me off. I mean, me the off. first, well, that and the, yeah, obviously, and and the fact that like you have to sit stationary with your face down on halfway down on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and also, how do you know when you die if it's already red? It's like exactly, <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah. The the blood fills the screen, and you're just like, oh, stage two. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Moving yeah. on. All the little characters that you can only tell the difference between by their color. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I don't know which double dragon boy I am. Wait, are you a blue Yoshi or a yellow Yoshi? I'm a red Yoshi. <laughs> and, and the weird part was there's a couple of good games. This one here they're showing this Wario World was actually a really good uh, action platformer. That Remember the double, the double dragon boys? The only way you could tell them apart was their vest. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And they're both red vests on the virtual boy. That's not true. They never made a double dragon game because there was, I believe, 27 games and then it was discontinued. Total? Yeah. Yeah. They were like, this sucks. Sorry, guys. Yeah. This is your 15 minutes, virtual boy. Yeah. You you can uh, read all about it in the virtual boy works hardcover book for only thirty four ninety nine. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Virtual boy. Yeah. Actually, I will say if you do want to, uh, I'll, I'll throw an early plug, a uh, pick in here is uh, Jeremy Parrish's uh, video work series has got a bunch of great videos on the Virtual Boy on YouTube. So if anyone's curious, check those out. He is a learned person when it comes to video game history. But I am here to talk to you guys about... I don't know. What are we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, do you have the next uh, uh, show lined up? So I have a a show for me as a comic performing, Dirty Santa Show, on December 8th, Mm -hmm. but I do not have another Straight Edge Lounge pop-up scheduled uh, until 2024. Okay, well, we will... For dry January, we'll do something. Got it. Perfect. Okay. We'll get back to that. Tell us about the Straight Edge Lounge concept and and what it's about for our listeners who aren't familiar. Okay, so uh, the genesis of it was a chef friend of mine in 2019 drank himself to death, and... um, uh, I've been sober for 21 years, and I used to fucking really party hard, hard. And um, so 
what I thought was, man, these guys get off of a shift at 11 o'clock at night. They're fucking amped from like being busy all night long. So there's adrenaline flowing. And it seems like the only way to unwind is to go to the bar and pound shots. And so I thought, what if there was a place where you could like go and do yoga at 11 o'clock at night? Or what if you could just go somewhere and have the conviviality and kind of uh, atmosphere of a bar without alcohol as yeah. a temptation? And then, you know, that was 2019. And then lo and behold, over the last couple of years, it seems like um, so uh, alcohol-free options are becoming more prevalent. You look at what they do over at uh, uh, Starlight Lounge. Mm -hmm. I mean, a yeah. really big, big uh, offering there of, of non-alcoholic options. And so, so the idea was uh, to create a sober bar. And um, I had the good fortune of being involved with an um, organization called Builders and Backers, and they funded my first pop-up as a test to see if the concept was viable. So that's what we did in September. So we rented out foolish things and we just kind of created an evening kind of experience. We had, uh, we had fire on Babylon yoga studio come in and do a yoga class. We had uh, local music musician, uh, Mike Williams coming in and, and performing nice. his solo stuff. Got his a guy I'd known for quite a while as well. And, you know, and then we just made mocktails. Friend of the show. And, yep. yep. Yeah. We yeah, just made a years mocktails ago. and stuff like that. And then the second one I did was a, was Oktoberfest, uh, and that was just last month. And I was able to uh, not only book comedians, but fucking pay them. So that was really kind of cool. Nice. I so, was one of them. Can yeah. vouch. Was paid. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was like a big deal because it was it was it was it was really the first test of the of the true viability of it, where I didn't mm -hmm. have somebody kind of underwriting it, and it was more like doing the whole thing on my own resources or in your own way. In my own way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing was, you know, I wanted the venue to be different. I wanted to see how this concept played in different places. So like the first place was Foolish Things, kind of spit shined and polished. Mm -hmm. The second place was this kind of DIY kind of downtown warehouse kind of feel where yeah. everything was still kind of crusty and had that kind of old time like rave, you know, like mm -hmm. taking over a warehouse kind of For feel. the listeners, it was uh, Dustin Howard's uh, Noise Town. Noise Town. Okay, yeah. 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 And yeah, Dustin and uh, Mike were great about um, just not only, you know, getting the space ready, but really making sure that it was, you know, because it's a rehearsal studio primarily. And so they have a lot of expensive equipment in there. And so they took a they took a gamble on, you know, somebody that yeah was trying this kind of weird uh, concept, but it ended up being a fit. And it's an easier was, gamble. To there, there was uh, no fear of some some drunk guy stumbling on the equipment. That's what I was just you about know? to say. It's a it's a slightly easier gamble to make whenever you know there's not going to be a bunch of drunk people around your very expensive equipment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just listening to a, a bar owner last night bitching about what he how much he has to pay for liquor liability insurance to operate his bar. Yeah, and so between the Able Commission and shit like that, that's just a headache I'll never have. Yeah, once we find a brick and mortar, so yeah. it's that that's very comforting. It's like, I love that. And and while many bars do have sober or excuse me non-alcoholic options, you're talking your venue will not have alcohol on the premises at all. Not have alcohol on the premises at all, and you know really it's uh, the long-term goal is that it's a 24-hour-a-day operation that it becomes an all-ages venue, a place where you know if a parents if a if if, if a teenager says hey we're going to go to Straight Edge Lounge tonight, mom's going to feel okay about that because. As a rule, the 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 vibe is going to be, you know, imagine like wholesomeness with a lot of fuck thrown in. You know, like, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, but like yeah. No wholesome alcohol. curses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so you know, PG thirteen vibes. Yeah, 
But 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 you know, it, here here's the deal. You're you're eliminating uh, the the risk of aggression or violence of uh, that can happen with alcohol for. Oh no, the kid might hear fuck a few times. Exactly. Fair so, trade. Yeah. It's a trade off. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And guess and, what? Uh, that kid hears it all day anyway. Yeah. Just sure does. I mean, just, exactly. If they yeah. have Netflix or any of the streaming services, yeah, they've seen oh, it all. Or they go to high school. They're buddies. Yeah. yeah exactly. You, you, know, you know, there was a time when you cursed because cursing was fun. I mean, still, it's kind of fucking fun. But I was just about to say, I still cuss because it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It Sometimes is fun. the word fuck is literally the only word that fits. And we've talked a little bit about, you know, we talk a lot about And there's sobriety. the nuance of where, like, a not curse is funnier than a curse. Like, yeah. like poop is funnier than shit in a lot of different situations. True. Yeah. 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 Or fark, you know. Farquart? Yeah. Like, 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 <laughs> like, like if, you, if you say, like, tonight, I'm going to fark you. Mm. I go with spork. I mean, you're not going to get laid, but they'll laugh. Spork. I'm going to spork you. Yeah, we, yeah, st- we start out spooning, but. Mm, yes. I yeah. like it. Yeah, you, then you slip it in. That's a, that's a boundaries issue, sir. Then, then you just then you then you kind of slip it. Yeah. And, well, and we've talked about with or without consent. No, with. Okay, with, this of is course. my wife. We're all okay. Okay, yeah, there you go. We've talked a little bit about sobriety. That's my on wife. The show. You're talking about. I'm gonna fucking segue into my point now. <laughs> it's really not a segue. You're just trying to stay there. I'm just trying to. Yeah, yes. I'm gonna... Fighting against Zampino. <laughs> the name of the show. Swim against the current. You can do it. That could be a fun new show for the network. Fighting Swimming upstream. Both of those. Both <laughs> of those. We're just expanding. Um, we've talked a lot about sobriety uh, and, and about the different kinds of sobriety. And, and one of the things that we hadn't touched on that I think is important is the idea of temptation and how what how one person, one sober person responds to temptation is very different from others. And that's why a venue like this is so important. Yeah. Because non-alcoholic options at bars are great if you're comfortable enough with your sobriety, that temptation isn't a concern for you to be in that kind of environment. That's right. Which especially as performers, as people uh, promoting shows, as people who are out in the scene, um, we're lucky that seems to be the case most of the time for people like us. Not everyone can say that. That's right. And and and, and they then, deserve a place too. Well, well and and we sort pro- of had to get okay with that. Like, you know, we just... That's true. That's absolutely we were sort of forced, forced like that. Exactly. Yeah. We were sort of forced into you better get comfortable being around it or you're just not going to perform anymore. Yeah, because yeah. that's, that's all, how it was for me. That's where most of the venues are. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. you know, as I want the audience to be kind of lubricated a little bit. So, you know, I yeah. think, you know, like there's a big difference between a, a drinking crowd and a stoned crowd, you mm-hmm. know, case in point, a rabbit hole. Like, mm-hmm. n- no matter how funny you are, they're going to be like laughing at the joke from three minutes ago. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah. So, um, but for me, the other thing is like social, you know, we used to talk about peer pressure a lot. And in my head, I always imagined peer pressure as your friends being like, come on, man, you can do it. Yeah. But peer pressure is this unspoken thing that's just about the desire to fit in. Mm-hmm. And so the whole a whole experience of peer pressure can happen between your ears, you know, yeah. where you're in the bar and everyone else is pounding shots and you feel left out. And so you're like, okay, just one. I just, I just want to fit in. I just want to feel normal. You're seeing how much fun they're having. You know, you're exactly. seeing them be silly and, and mm-hmm. goofy and loud and... I yeah. want, I want, I want that exactly, and that's the nature of alcoholism is that is that you forget the pain that it caused you, mm-hmm. and you can only. It's like when you have an ex girlfriend, all of a sudden you see her out in public, and you're like, she looks pretty good to, right now, and then you forget all the reasons you left her. You know exactly, yeah, yeah. Like, and 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 it's, it's sometimes it's situational too. It's it's not that there's that you're that 
you're being forgetful or that, that, that that's a flaw or any way. It's just that when you're in the bar, you're seeing the benefits of alcohol. You're seeing the social lubrication, like you guys call it. And it's, you're not seeing the headache. You're not seeing, you know, sickness. You're not seeing addiction. And, and that's why that passive peer pressure is so powerful because yeah. it paints a false narrative. That's right. And, and, and the venue that you're, that you're working to open is a place where people that, can be honest about these things and not have to worry about it them throwing it off their course. Yeah, and you know the the goal is that it's not just a sober speakeasy, but it's also a wellness hub. So the idea that mm. it would have like sliding scale counseling available, mental health counseling for people that want to be discreet about that and don't necessarily, you know, like you might have the impetus at ten o'clock at night, you know, like man, I, I really should see a therapist, and then by the time you go to sleep and wake up the next day and start looking through you know, your phone to find a therapist, you know, the, the impulse might have faded. But like, what if somebody... Or you had, look at the pricing and... Yeah, exactly. You're like, I don't have fucking insurance. So like, why would yeah. I Why would I spend, you know, $300 for my own well-being? Um, but yet, if there was something that you could, you could pay like 20 bucks while you're at the bar and you could disappear quietly into a back room, you know, get a little text on your phone when the therapist is ready to see you. So like, this whole idea of being discreet... But also normalizing mental health, like mm, like yeah. having destigmatizing it, so people can talk about depression and anxiety and all those things that we know everybody's experiencing, mm -hmm. but are still somewhat taboo. Well, and that's the the you really hit the nail on the head with that somewhat taboo. I mean, that, mental health is a topic we also freely talk about on the podcast a lot, you mm, know, yeah. and in our our lives as well. I find. You know, especially, and I, I got into my mom's health a little bit, but just speaking to my own, living with her, I've gotten to share stories with her about my own struggles with mental health because as a, a boomer who is just, and not to rage against all boomers, even when they deserve it, but that she's a, just a great example of, of someone who is not super plugged into her emotions yeah, and her yeah. mental health. So it's partially sharing with my mother my own struggles, and yeah. just as you should do with your mom, but also kind of educating her along the way about some of these things that are just alien concepts to her just because of when in time she was exactly born my my great uncle i was uh, i had been tripping acid the night before and we were i was taking him pants shopping cuz you know when you're old people have to take you shopping for pants it's mm -hmm. like it becomes a thing you schedule yep. your life around oh yeah yeah we and so we're about to go into carl's junior we're over there in uh, promenade mall they don't sell pants there they don't. I know. <laughs> don't. We had to. They we had, we had to. Car, we had to carb load before. Right. You sure, to, sure. You have to really, really. Well, and it your... helps because the the burgers at Dillard's suck. A hundred percent. Worst, worst, worst burgers. Yeah. Ever since John A. Brown's closed or Renberg's, you just can't get a good. Can't burger get a solid this. burger. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's a shame. But he said we were about to get out of the car, and he said, "You want to know the secret to being a man?" Uh oh. And I was like, "Shit, yes!" And I like closed my door, and I'm like, "Already." And he goes, "The secret to being a man is you have a secret." And you never tell anyone and you carry it to your grave. <laughs> and I was like, my heart just sunk because I was like, he just described that whole generation, like the greatest yeah. generation and most boomers I know, where they think silence is some form of honor. Of or, strength. Yeah, strength. Yeah. Exactly. No, yeah, I was just about to, to chime in and say, like, it's extra hard, especially, you know, as men, people are slowly getting more comfortable talking about mental health. In certain places, you know, obviously we live in a, in a very small swath of a pretty blue area of a very, very red state, red state yeah. where the the idea of machismo and, and male strength and masculinity and being too strong to show emotion is still very much pounded into the children of a lot of 
you know, a lot of the people in the state are still like it, the the rub some dirt on it mentality. The walk it off. Yeah, that that mentality is very much taken with mental health as well, and it's really harmful. It's yeah. incredibly harmful. Yeah. yeah. Um, and not to say that 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 men like that are 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 bad or 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 not good men or not men to be around. They often are. They 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 are sometimes still loving and caring members of society, but they're not helping their children. I'll tell you that much. Exactly. Yeah, but and, and they, they, are they don't have a model. So, they don't have a model for what he- healthy relationships look like. So yeah. that, what, or healthy male uh, expression of emotion. And yeah. they're still so closed off from what they could be. So yeah. even if they're still a good father, a good husband, a good a good boss. They could be even better by opening that door, by letting, getting in touch with, with, with some of these things that they've been taught shouldn't be, that yeah. aren't man, aren't uh, Hey, man, sometimes a puppy dog just make me cry because I'm happy, you That's know? right. I'll give a great example. Uh, just a couple days ago, I, I ran into someone in the wild, and I, and I recognized them. It was, it was a, a gentleman, uh, a couple years older than me, maybe about uh, 10 years older than me, we'll say. And uh, I recognized them because they were the former boss of a coworker I used to have. Okay. And I was like, "Hey, we're, aren't you uh you're uh you're D- Diana's old boss, right?" And and he made a joke that was very harsh about who they were, about about the the mutual person we knew, uh the person I'm calling Diana. And they were saying they were saying like, "Oh, you know, it was kind of a, you know, I was their boss, but they weren't a decent worker, you know." And it was it was a, it was a dig. It was clearly a joke. And right. I could tell, and I knew some history there, so I knew they liked our mutual friend. Yeah, they liked their former employee. They they and, and, and as we chatted for a bit, they were sharing stories of 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 really some good memories and some disappointment in how that person left the company. But the whole thing was very uh, prickly, mm-hmm. and, and it was that kind of sarcastic humor that some guys are just real good at. Like they have to get drunk be able to, to finally be able to say, I love you, man. Exactly. And, and, and I walked away thinking two things. One, how this was a good guy. He was a good boss to my friend. We, we had a good interaction that was pleasant, and I understood he was happy. He enjoyed seeing me again. He enjoyed talking about our mutual friend. But I got to tell you, as I sat there and thought about the conversation, 90% of what he said was a dig, was kind of a backhanded compliment, was sarcastic. It was a lot of negative language and energy for what was honestly a very positive conversation. Right. It didn't, his vocabulary was so limited. It was almost like there's this keyboard with like 88 keys and he's only has eight of them available to him and they're all the aggression ones. Yes. And and listen, I get it too. You know, getting in touch with my own emotions has been a lifelong thing. So I still understood his language and I understood the love he had for his former employee. But to hear it, I walked away and like, Man, this guy needs a hug. Yeah. You know? And and I think that's a big example of what we're dealing with here is, you know, we see a lot of people who are the good people, but they're just, they could be so much better. 100%. Yeah, exactly. For sure. You want to talk about some trailers? I don't. I don't. I think really this is the mental health episode. <laughs> I think we just get real serious here. Uh, no, let's talk about a land where the apes rule over mankind. I love that. No, it's a great segue from the aggression keyboard. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it really was. Right? Yeah. Um, I... I haven't seen there's four this will be the fourth of the new Planet of the Apes movies, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. I haven't seen any of them except for the first one. But I loved the first one. That was with James Franco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and I th- and obviously Franco John Lithgow. Exactly, yeah. And Franco's a, a flawed human, but but that movie was a good flick. Mm-hmm. That was a good action flick. Did you yeah. guys see any of the later ones? Yep. I've seen all of them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
and it keeps going. Good stuff. I've liked them all. Yeah, you know the I, I, the only thing that's hard for me is the predominance of CGI really takes me out of the story a lot because I get fixated on how well something's rendered. Mm. You know, I just can't. I can't. There's like a suspend a level of suspension of disbelief that I just can't get past with that much CGI in a movie. Yeah. Other than that, though, the narrative is interesting. The characters are compelling. Um, and yeah, you, you get invested in what's happening for them. And I think that's part of it for sure. I like, yeah, I've liked all of them. I'm super into this trailer. It looks really good. Um, really set up a world where the apes were truly dominant. The humans were shown as primitives running, yeah. being hunted. Yeah. And, and, and you touched on a, a scene where you see a, a human on the back of an ape, uh, climbing up a mountain. Right, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like well, the, the the ape is carrying the, the the woman up the up the mountain. Apparently. So I think what what it says to me is that the story is reaching the point where the apes realize, like, hey, we're just doing to them what they did to us. Mm, yeah. That made us rise up in the first the place. Cycle of abuse. Yeah. Exactly, and and power and domination and. You know all of those different things. Well, and it's interesting too because it does a good job in the in the trailer of showing the different kind of sex or classes of ape. So you've mm -hmm. got the intellectual class, you've got clearly the like politician ape, and then you've got soldier apes, and mm -hmm. then you have like worker apes. So it's like they're already segmenting within themselves the which same is the, way which, humans which, do. Which, exactly, mm -hmm. which is the beginning of that whole me versus them mentality. And you know, and I I feel like that. That's a neat thing that you bring up, too, because the movie is called Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. And I wonder if that's also kind of saying not that the, that there is a, a kingdom and they rule, but also it's a society. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a complex organism of different roles. Yes. It asks the question, is, is every iteration of any civilization doomed to... Ha just repeat the same go the mistakes. way of Rome. Yeah, yeah. And spoilers, yes, right? Yeah, I mean, right. it's yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's gotta yeah. be, gotta be. And, until until late stage capitalism, <laughs> you know. Uh, and ding, 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 ding. Until we're able to break ourselves for uh, a couple thousand years of it and uh, sort of break the evolution of of that instinct, I guess. I don't know. Could you? Could we? Uh, can we fix the evolution of the the human instinct of Power grabs and and fucking if we get a whole bunch more Tyler Durden's, yes, because that that opening narrative where the narrator is talking about I have a dream, mm -hmm. it sounded like when when uh, Tyler Durden is saying you're climbing the you're climbing the skyscraper on the wrist thick vines and down down on the street people mm -hmm. are like laying venison into strips wearing clothes that they made that are going to last a lifetime and it's this sort of like contrast against society about like what if we went back to the days where you had to like make shit with your own hands and like fight to kill animals to, to survive but like simple and primitive yeah and it hasn't been co-opted by a bunch of fucking libertarian douchebags exactly yeah <laughs> man they really made fight club not fun didn't they they really oh did gosh. Yeah, they really yes. didn't get it they yeah. really didn't yeah. get it yeah, these were the same chads that were fucking trying to go into mosh pits, you know. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, like they took this thing that was really cool in punk rock and they started doing it at corn shows. And mm -hmm. it was like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. they're the reason Nazi punks fuck off was written. Exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Speaking of that, 
God. But that's that's gonna that's gonna be my pick. I'll save it. Okay. Okay. Cool. Right on. Pick. Yeah. I'm gonna throw out a controversial statement. The only good thing Corn ever did was the version of Blind at Woodstock '99, and that's well, it. We've heard it a million times. That's Hilton. it. That's we it. know that that's, that's your, the only good thing. We know thing. that's your take. Okay. On th- corn. There's one good Chili Pepper song, and it's warped. That's the other one. That's the other one. <laughs> yeah, there's right. a lot of bad Chili Pepper songs. There's so many, and they're all about California. There's so many more. Yeah. Uh, until we until we stop Chili Peppers being funded by Big California. <laughs> oh yeah. They're just not gonna get any better yeah i think naming your band after the one uh, one matter existing that can make it all the way through your digestive system intact Uh uh-huh yeah i think i think that's that says a lot about where their heads are at they were a lot more fun when they were just are we talking about corn and chili peppers (laughs) oh yeah true crazy oh wow yeah also any uh, any vegetable any vegetable adjacent bands now we're going to start finding the flaws with in fact can can you get a full piece of it in your shit i have a new complaint (laughs) Fuck you, Anthony Kiedis, for keeping us away from a needle solo movie for Flea. True. That's uh, it. Yeah. I, I would have taken that Back to the Future spinoff any day. But no, instead, what? Blood Sugar Sex Magic? Speaking of Flea. Kiss the Girl ain't that he good. He just did uh, Hot Ones. Or Breaking the Girl. Never mind. Kiss the Girl somewhere else. Do you watch that? Oh, he did Hot Ones. It was good. I haven't that, seen that That's one. what I was thinking about. That's, yeah, that's yeah, what I was thinking about. That. I, loved him in, uh, I loved him in Kenobi. Oh, oh, I yeah. didn't know he was in that. Yeah, Kenobi, yeah. yeah. Uh, unable to chase a seven-year-old girl. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I loved him in Big Lebowski. <laughs> oh gosh, he was in that. Yeah, yeah, he was one of the nihilists. Yeah. Anyway, oh, needles, lingonberry pancakes. <laughs> Definitely want to see uh, you Kingdom know who of the, the Planet of the Apes. That, you know who the woman was that gave up her toe, right? No. Yeah, it was uh, Till Tuesday, the artist um, who did all of the Magnolia soundtrack, uh, Amy Mann. Oh wow, that was Amy. It was Mann? fucking Amy Mann. Wow. That gave up okay. her toe. My girlfriend gave up her toe. Oh, yeah, she's oh, the oh, one. That, she's the I one was like, well, I thought it was Tara Reed, but she was like, the. Lost she did toe. She didn't yeah, toe. her toe stayed intact. Yeah, yeah. it was a, it was a ruse. Uh, a red herring, if you will. That's yeah. not her toe. Dude. A head raring. <laughs> anyway, uh, we also watched the trailer for the Scott Pilgrim anime. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about it when it was first announced that the voice cast from the movie was coming back to do an animated version. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we read it wrong or I read it wrong or just misunderstood, but I thought we were getting a movie. We were right. just getting Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the movie. Right. right. We're getting a series mm-hmm. uh, called Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. That looks like it's going to have stuff from the movie. Like mm-hmm. we, we saw the scene yeah. of Scott and Ramona at the party. But I also saw other stuff, too, that yeah. was not from the movie. Um, so I can't I'll, remember. On Netflix, does a series drop entirely all at once still? Because like almost every other streaming service has gone, gone to the weekly releases. But I feel like on Netflix, they still drop, like, drop the whole series at once. Um, it doesn't specify. I mean, I think they Wednesday, still drop it at all. Wednesday was week to week. Was it? I'm almost positive. There's a leaked Gideon clip down there. Scott Pilgrim takes off leaked Gideon clip. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is it not clicking? That's great. Hilton's computer broke. Yep, broke the computer. Oh, well. We'll try and find it here in a minute. Classic. Um, the cast sounds great. Um, everybody we heard... Um, it's impossible wow. for me to hear Kieran Culkin's voice now and not think of his character in Succession, though. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh my God, that's such a brilliant. Was he good in that? He's. Oh, have you haven't he's seen very it? Good. I haven't seen it yet. No, I, I haven't finished it, but yeah, I. Uh, uh, he's 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 the most. It's, it's like a, a Greek level com- complex tragic character. It's just. So, oh, everyone so in that layers. show is horrible. Yeah, yeah, it really there's is. N- there's no redeemable characters. 
Yeah, watching <laughs> who's the young kid that gets co starts off the first episode. Uh-huh. He's playing like an amusement park character. He's the uncle of like he's like an adjacent nephew. Yeah, yeah. But he I, worms his way into the inner circle. I can't of. remember the actor's Greg. name. Oh Greg. yeah, Greg, cousin Greg. Greg. He make they make fun of him a lot on uh, um, Seth Meyers. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the clip we're seeing here has got Matthew Patel talking to Gideon Graves. Uh, it looks like, uh, and we didn't see in the movie or the books. We never saw any of the evil exes talking to each other. I remember that distinctly. Ah, so we're definitely getting some more context here. Well, I mean, obviously, if you're going to do a series, you got to you got to stretch you gotta out, flesh get it more, out, yeah. yeah, more content. So and, and, I admit I've not seen any uh, seen any original source material. Have you guys? Are you guys familiar with the? Zine? I've seen the movie. Yeah, that's I've it. seen the movie. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's I love it. the movie. Yeah, I read the series as they were coming out. Uh, actually, was a was a huge fan. Um, and then wasn't into the movie for a bit. Um, just because it, it's not super great representation of the book. But I, I came to love it on its own because it's just it's a neat, fun movie. Yeah, um, uh, I think Edgar Wright did a hell of a job with it. The cast is great. I do like Edgar Wright. I do too. Uh, agreed. Um, and 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 I like what he does with actors I don't love. Like I'm mm-hmm. not a Michael Sarah guy, mm. but I thought he's great in that. Yeah, same, so. same. So I do like at uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Agreed. Yeah, she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aubrey Plaza, of course, is great. Oh, yeah. Whitman's great. There's um, a good cast. Schwartzman's in it. Yep. Yep. And Allison Pill is uh, is uh-huh. I love her man Anna Kendrick, yeah Anna Kendrick right yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah, the, yeah it's really it's it's one of those casts that just it I, keeps going <laughs> yeah we haven't even mentioned Captain Freaking America's in the damn thing oh yeah. yeah Brie yeah. Larson yeah and, yeah and Brie Larson yeah two, Brie Larson yeah two, Captain Marvel two Avengers yeah. right two captains yep and two captains hell yeah we got, we got Superman in there Brandon Ruth holy man, shit been a minute but he was Superman you he know? was. You got you, you want to talk about a crossover. That's your Marvel DC right there. He was bu- I, he was bullet bouncing <laughs> off the eye Superman. Have I yes, ever I've, yeah. have I ever told the story about like my the theater? The one scene where he fights bad guys. Uh my theater <laughs> experience with that that Superman. Uh was it that you walked out of the theater and was like that was kind of lame. Uh no, it <laughs> it was that wrong. Sorry. <laughs> it was that uh there was a a, a family behind me uh that the the two young children didn't speak English and through no fault of their own, obviously. Yeah. No, but that movie. I mean, they could have tried. For vi- They were probably like four to six. Oh, yeah. Maybe. They could have tried. So they have zero attention span for the sort of like the scene building stuff, especially if they're not oh, understanding and yeah, and the it's language. It's not even in their language. Yeah. So every single second and again this is not the fault of these no. children yeah but every second that superman is not on screen all i hear behind me is papa donde superman <laughs> donde superman oh donde superman papa donde superman sounds like an adorable child it, not gonna lie it was but also made it very hard to enjoy the movie yeah he's somewhere else kid he's somewhere else <laughs> i'm like we're, we're t- lex luther is doing an exposition dump <laughs> Listen, kid, Lex Luthor está aquí. That's all I can tell you right now. <laughs> I felt so bad uh, both for myself and for those poor kids because it's boring as fuck yeah, for them for the 90%. Worst. And the Superman, shockingly, not a lot of screen time in that film. Oh, no, it's like seven minutes. It's like it's like Dark yeah. Mall era. So, yeah. you know, yes. the other 82 minutes, um, it's Donde is Superman. Exposition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Donde is Superman. And why is the... Meteor gonna make real estate anyone would want to buy? I still don't understand that. But solid question. So many, so many questions about yeah, that movie. Yeah, um, it wasn't good. Yeah, 
It's not a good movie. Yeah. Even without interruption. <laughs> I've heard we did get some better uh, Brandon Ruth when he was uh, the guest appearance on the the TV, the CW's Crisis on Infinite Earths, because he played like an older oh, really? Superman. Okay. Um, he was funny in Zack and Mary Make a Porno. No, 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 never mind. I'm thinking of Tom he Welling. He was hilarious in Zack and Mary Make a Porno. Was he? I don't remember him in that. Oh. Yeah, at the, yeah. At the family reunion, or the high school reunion, he's mm-hmm. there. He's the guy that she was into, and then it turns out he was gay. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I gotta watch that again. I gotta. It's a pretty good movie. You'll see that with new eyes. Is it Justin Long that was the? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Benny's Bobby Long. Yep. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Justin Long's character, and that's very funny. All right, I need to watch that again. Justin Long's fucking great, man. He's good. He's He's so good. good. I watched. Uh, I told you I watched Idiocracy recently. Ah. he's the doctor in yep. that. That's oh, a great scene. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? I've seen it, but it's been a long time. I need to rewatch. Did you watch Barbarian yet? Is that the horror movie with him? Yeah, I am fucking watching that. I ain't gonna watch no horror movie. You don't watch horror movies. I want to make. Nah, you watch it. Have you seen it? They make no. Me scared. Fucking watch. Do you like really? horror movies? Yes. Barbarian's one of the best ones I've seen in a long time. Really? Yeah. Man. Yeah, it's one of the best horror movies I've seen. In a I long read the time. wiki. Did you see awful. the po- Did you see the Pope's Exorcist? <laughs> Not yet. It's interesting. It's uh, worth seeing. They They okay. did it on How Did This Get Made Already. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> that showed up in 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 our horror on um uh Reddit recently under the list of like what movie did you go in and it was very different than what you were expecting uh most of their conversation was about russell crowe's italian accent that's exactly what i was just about to say that's the most laughable part of the whole movie that that was my takeaway from reading the comments was which is like he just continued when he was zeus he just like he's like oh well i'm doing this i might as well do zeus as well he's greek greek and italian very similar not not really though not not, really not 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 so much russell for for russell same accent. yeah exactly yeah same same six of one good for him though good for him for trying yeah, he gave it a whirl. Uh, other movies that were on that list, uh, Dreamcatcher was one that a lot of people complained about that wasn't what they were expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another one that I, I almost sent you the comment, but I, know, I don't think you're on Reddit, was uh, Skinamarink. A lot of people said that it was very boring for most oh, of the film. Oh, really? That it was like a like a 10-minute film in an hour and a half. That sucks. The trailer so, was spooky. Yeah, the trailer was spooky. The trailer was very that. spooky. Yeah. We'll do the horror trailers here, but that's as scary as I get. Yeah, yeah. okay. So. And sometimes I'll watch him and explain it to Hilton. Yeah. I'll read the wiki later. Yeah. yeah. I, I go through periods where I resist watching horror, and then I go through periods where I, like, let myself. Just suck it in. Yeah, because yeah. there's, there's you know, it's there's a whole kind of id situation with mm-hmm. that. That Yeah. But so, so, so sometimes I, like, I go through periods in my life where it's like I, I won't watch horror, and it's mm-hmm. just like, it depends where my head's at. True. I will throw a plug into a previous episode if you want to hear us talk more about horror movies uh, and and hear the few that I would recommend. Uh, last week's episode with uh, Brett and Hannah's got all that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we, true. We talked about a few. Where do you I come like. down on Cabin in the Woods? Oh, dig it, dig yeah, it. That's yeah. a win. Cabin yeah. in the Woods was fucking brilliant. great. That fucking has brilliant. that has that's the thing is 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 a little bit of jump scares and and some gruesome is fine. Yeah. Um. You know, the original Evil Dead is one I didn't mention yeah. last week. That's another good one. Uh-huh. Did um, you ever see Tucker and Dale versus Evil? No, but I hear I should. You should. That's got yeah, Alan yeah. Tudyk. You absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. You absolutely should watch I, that one. That's kind of on the short list. It's yeah. genuinely hilarious. Yeah. I it's never so don't funny. love him in something. Yeah. yeah, he's. Yeah, I mean, yeah, honestly, Tudyk, he's yeah. one of those guys where, like, if you just need somebody to knock it out of the park, two dicks is going to do it. <laughs> yes, he will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, you need and he's got two dicks. Yeah. I mean, he made, skill. He what? made K2SO, my favorite robot in the entire Star Wars universe, in like very, very short work. I say that too, but I say that having not watched. Watched Ahsoka to see uh, David Tennant's turn uh, as a as a droid. Yeah, not no? 
not compelling. Okay, okay. And, I, and yeah, I've actually seen Tenant. I've seen Tenant in that role. Uh, he did it on Clone Wars a while back, but I don't remember the the episodes very well. So I feel like they should have called that show Sabine. Oh yeah, was yeah. she really okay? She's <laughs> she the, she has the the most interesting arc of okay. the whole of the whole thing. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, but at the same time, I Disney's decision making isn't always on the plot. It's it's more about the marketing. Oh, you 100%. Know? Like, yeah. what action figure is going to go well with this? Yeah. Well, and, and if you ask, if you pull, pull a thousand Star Wars fans, more will know Ahsoka than Sabine. That's say, absolutely true. You know? Can't wait to get the yeah, Echo, I don't know Echo action figure. Speaking of Disney, uh-huh. the Echo oh. action figure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, was Dude, perfect segue. That trailer looked good. Perfect segue. Really You're good. hired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we watched trailer for Echo, the new Marvel uh, MCU series coming out in January. So before I actually knew this was um, happening, I read a thing today because I didn't. Uh, you had sent me the, the trailer and then just coincidentally, I saw a thing that said um, that this is going to be like the most gnarly and gritty series they've done. Like yeah, it's you the know first that, one with a mature rating. Do you yeah. know that... Um, there, there was a period like last year, almost, almost exactly a year ago, where Kevin Feige had decided he didn't like the, what he was seeing from the dailies of Echo, and he scrapped it. Yeah. So maybe this is like the rewritten ver- like somebody came, so they brought in somebody else to do a different treatment on it. Yeah, I, I, I believe it. Um, we saw uh, right off the bat with uh, bringing back uh, what's the actor's name that plays Wilson Fisk? Uh, D'Onofrio. Uh, Vincent yeah, D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. A brutality from him that we haven't seen since the Netflix Daredevil show. It's so weird that he's as as he goes backwards in time in terms of flashbacks, he looks more and more like the comic book kingpin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Like they finally leaned into that, which I think is good. Yeah. Yeah. And and D'Onofrio is just underappreciated as far as his gifting. He's such a good actor. Have you seen him in Salt and Sea? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's unbelievable. Really? Uh, I mean the the cell. Underrated. That's a hundred percent. He's so so unbelievably good. Terrifying in that. Um fucking uh um adventures in babysitting. Oh, that was him. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> oh, men in black. Men in black. Oh God, and, and sugar water. Out of water with sugar in it. And wait, correct but, me if I'm wrong. Is he not Thor in Adventures in Babysitting? No, he is a he is a mechanic who the little girl thinks looks like Thor. That counts. MCU. That yeah, that counts for sure. Yeah. He was a Thor. <laughs> um, but the it's really interesting the way he plays Kingpin because his tone and delivery a lot of the time seems very like almost monotone um but yeah. he's bringing so much to that character like the 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 level of humanity that that they brought to him uh in the Daredevil series yeah 100%. Um, and a lot of that is just being delivered by D'Onofrio's acting like you're able to buy it like I buy him as Kingpin 100%, 100%. every time there is um, that that show, and I've actually still not seen season three on that, but the first two seasons on the Daredevil show are some of the best superhero, street-level superhero uh, television out there, hands down. Yeah, the pacing of that first season is so perfect. He doesn't even end up in the real suit until the last episode. I mean, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, um, like he, re- I know he returns to kind of a simplified suit in season three, and season three introduces a bullseye esque character uh that is very different from the traditional comics bullseye and because of some of those changes they made 
I'm in an interesting position where I am actually very happy with I'm fine with Marvel leaving that aside and saying that didn't happen. Here's our Daredevil. Right. Um, but to see them also doing a return to some of the very serious, dark, consequence-laden storytelling that yeah, that show yeah, had yeah, yeah. is a not only a boon for the for the MCU, but helps me be okay with that decision. Yeah, yeah and they, because we're losing a lot. By losing the Netflix Daredevil, We're for sure, a lot of great character and a lot of great storytelling. 100%. Well, and they and they did the same style of storytelling with the Punisher too. Yes, yep. you know, yep, that whole universe. Yeah, you know, even the Jessica Jones, Jessica stuff. Jones stuff, Luke Cage yep. to a certain extent. Yep. Yeah, I didn't really dig Luke Cage. I didn't, I didn't watch the Iron Fist at all. Yeah, I got, I, yeah, you're right. Same. I didn't see a, one episode of it. I got halfway through the first season of Luke Cage, pretty much the Cottonmouth arc, um, and. Same deal. I I love um uh, uh is it Mike Colton? Is that his name? The actor? Yeah. I can't remember. Um I I I I I, I thought he was good. The guy that played I, I think Luke he's Cage. Great. I love him. But everything other- around him is not good. I did love um uh, Cottonmouth. Um uh the guy who's playing Blade whose name also escapes me. Sorry, guess I didn't prep for this episode. But um the the acting was great, but same deal. There was elements about it that I was happy to leave behind. You know, I'm like Luke Cage was maybe 85%. Wait, Blade makes an appearance in Luke Cage? No, same actor. No, yeah, same the actor. Yeah, oh, yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, carryover actor. Um, Wesley Snipes? <laughs> yep, that's him. He really needs money. <laughs> wow. Um, now, I don't know a ton about Echo the character. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? Outside of Hawkeye, I, I, I was introduced to her in Hawkeye. Uh, Mahershala Same. Ali. That's the new Blade actor. Uh, Mahershala Ali. He he plays Cottonmouth in Luke Cage. Oh, that's right. That's okay. I forgot. It's one of those situations where the same actor got plugged for two different corners of mm-hmm. the, the universe. Um, Echo was introduced in Hawkeye a little bit, like you said. Her, that, her powers in the comics, she's a Daredevil character That's in the what comics. I was going to say. So from the comics, tell me a little bit about the character. She was introduced in Daredevil. Uh, her power in the comics, which will not be true in the series... Um, her power in the comics is she can she's very much like um, comic book taskmaster and that if she sees something she can do it so if she watches a concert level pianist play she can then play concert level uh, piano herself um, and that's true of anything same with fighting same with skills with a weapon or a tool mm. etc uh, we're told that her power will be different in the TV show because the director thinks it's quote lame so which you know, <laughs> hey to each his own I guess but uh, the one thing I did see for sure is we see her bust through a wall in one scene of the trailer. So obviously, I feel like we're dealing with a strength or invulnerability situation here. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, I I don't know that I got any really clear look well, into what. And it also, was. the mimic thing seems very Taskmaster esque. So maybe they wanted to move away from that. Why not? Yeah, yeah. And it and it can be you know I mean it, it's it's so it's very solve any problemy you know like it it can be hard to you know like the ending of uh, Secret Invasion. That's the other thing, too. On the heels of Secret Invasion, which felt so sparse to me, this felt packed. Every yes, scene, same. every bit of this trailer looked so busy and active and alive. But it felt this felt packed with story. Yes. Like, compelling story. Like, mm-hmm. really, I don't give a fuck who else is in it. Those two characters are interesting enough to me, and their relationship is interesting enough. And their I arc, want that story. He's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't care who else is in it. Yep. I'm, into, I'm, I'm on board. Yep. And, and I got to tell you, I didn't walk away from Hawkeye wanting to know more about Echo. Same. Same. Could have cared less. Same. This I, I, changed me. 
I I will say it wasn't that I couldn't care less. I did enjoy that character. Okay, yes, yes, yes. And I thought that character was in very compelling. She was fine, yeah. Yeah, and I thought it was compelling. I yeah. thought the story was very compelling. The story about her father and his yeah, involvement absolutely, with Kingpin. Absolutely. Yes. I, I like, you Agreed. know, but I also at the same time I didn't feel I needed more. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, and Hawkeye was good. That was so far has been one of my favorite MCU shows. For sure. Yeah, I rewatched it recently. It's, nice. It is good. Good, good, good. Um, but yeah, this trailer very much has me, and I feel like it's the kind of trailer we need in Marvel right now. We need something that will kind of make people sit up and pay attention. I yeah, because I, I've, I've, I'm a little checked out. Yeah, like on the Marvel stuff. I, I haven't been bothered to watch Ant Man. I haven't been bothered to watch the new Loki. Like, new Loki's getting me. New uh, Loki, new Loki is great. It's just I, I haven't Maybe not great, good. With the other stuff out there, yeah, I, I, it's falling by the wayside as far as what I want to watch. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I'm not finding myself. It's more of like, oh, I have to. I need to watch that to be caught up. Not like I want to watch it. It kind of feels like this Echo is um, the MCU's uh, Andor. Yeah, like edgier, more narrative driven, more yep. dense. Like from a story standpoint. Yeah, um, I don't. I I don't feel like I'm getting the whole like suddenly making lesser characters important that Andor did. Right. But it's definitely instead I'm getting more D'Onofrio, which is uh, great, and I'm getting very compelling. Uh, from what we're seeing of Alakwa Cox in that, yeah, which I think is 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 the real clincher for me. Um, really, that scene in the opening there with with Fisk's bloodied hand after he beats up the the, the hot dog cart guy or yeah. whatever that yeah. that to me I feel like is going to be the scene that's going to make so many of these fanboys that have been complaining about you know mid CU or whatever is going to make them sit up and pay attention. Yeah, mm-hmm. which that's I don't have a problem with ninety nine percent of what Marvel has done over the last. Three, 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 two, three years. Uh, I was very much on board for most of Phase Four. What I do acknowledge is it can't just be for me. You got to sure. make sure you're getting as many people as you can. So we need something like this. We need something to get those greedy daredevil Netflix fans back on board. Cool. Yeah. I'm on it. Let's do it. Let's yeah. watch it. Let's do when it. does it come out? Uh, January, January. Oh, that's uh, right. That's tenth right. or something. Seventeenth. It's the Scott Pilgrim one that comes out in like November. two weeks. That's November seventeenth. Yep. yep. Uh, we're getting uh, Planet of the Apes in on Memorial Day, and then January tenth for Echo. Does All anybody right. else always forget which one is at the beginning of summer and which one is at the end between Labor Day and Memorial Day? Uh, yes. No, because my my birthday falls on Memorial Day sometimes. Oh yeah. So it's impossible for me to forget. Is is Memorial Day the first one or? Uh-huh. The, yeah. uh, it's in May. Yeah. Yeah, because my birthday is May 30th, so every once in a while my birthday oh, will fall May on a Monday Memorial. and it'll be Memorial Day. That's what gets Both me. With there M's. you go. It's the M's. M. And, and, and Memorial until, Day. until we have a Leptember. I just picked Labor, that up. Labor Day won't throw Did you me know off. that U.S. spelled us? I what? just picked that up. I what? just caught that. Wow. Did you realize? Wow. No, no, obviously. Zampino, please, come on. Everyone knows Donald Trump is the first person to realize that. He's the first person that ever caught it, that? It was him. He realized that a week ago. Before that... Okay, real quick. He's shown us so much. Uh, I'm Oscar, gonna... like Oscar the Grouch. I'm the first person to make that connection. I saw Ani DeFranco in Oklahoma City one month after 9-11, and she said at that concert uh-huh. that everything, real, the only thing that mattered was us. Us, U.S., us. So it was DeFranco. 
Ani DeFranco said it 20 some odd years before Donald Trump, you guys. She's she always been ahead first. of her time. She has been. Yeah. Man. Also, uh, the lesbian Dave Matthews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, which is redundant. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. He Dave Matthews does have a Joyce DeWitt haircut, doesn't he? It, he does. Man, did you see him as the skinhead in was it Zohan or something? Dave Matthews. He plays a white supremacist in this. Um, I can't remember, but he fucking in, in nails. Don't fuck it. with the Zohan or whatever that movie yes, was yeah, called. Yeah, don't mess with the Zohan. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. I think that oh, was man. it. Uh, remember that time that uh, they dropped a bunch of Dookie on people? Yes. Th- yeah. Oh yeah. Was yeah. it their bus or their up. plane? What the Who's fuck the is bus? this? Okay, that's that might be it right there with the hat with the this one here. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> I never realized how generic white guy Dave Matthews looked. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, seriously, throw a pair of big frame sunglasses on him, and he could tell me how it is in the front of his truck. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he'll tell you all about how they're trying to turn all the kids gay. Oh. Huh. He also kind of looks like a malformed Jeremy Piven. <laughs> All right. He's a great value, Jeremy Piven. I'm just being mean. <laughs> Shane. To who, Jeremy Piven? Yeah, that's okay. Never mind. <laughs> Jeremy Piven. There was a time Jeremy Piven was bald and proud. Fuck him. You know what? Ten I just, years. I just read the uh, headline of this, and I agree. I do, too. I completely agree. I 100% agree. Yeah. The headline is, Freddie Mercury thought somebody to love was better than Bohemian Rhapsody. A thousand percent, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and also the song, Somebody to Love, is good. That's true. <laughs> that's that's good, also true. Also, uh, that's mm, also that's true. true. That's also uh, true of most of Queen's catalog is better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Bohemian fun. Rhapsody is a catchy, fun song. It is really fun, but Queen has has a lot of really good songs. If you want to listen to, if you're in your car driving alone, do you want to hear Bohemian Rhapsody? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I all- do more than I want to hear, like, uh, this thing called love. Crazy want, little thing. I don't want to hear him doing Elvis. That's a great song, too. I hate that song. I remember when I found out that I was a queen what about bicycle? song, I was like, what the fuck? I love bicycle. I'd rather hear bicycle. I'm not, I don't not want to hear Bohemian Rhapsody, though. Like, no, but I, I'd rather there's... hear almost any other queen song. Okay. I just say Bohemian Rhapsody is, right now, if Bohemian Rhapsody came on, the three of us would have fucking fun. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. You don't do that shit in your car, though? I mean, but it's more fun with y'all. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah. I can have fun by myself. All by myself. All by myself. You know, I I went. No I did a deep looking. dive. I did a deep dive Speaking on Scott Amush. I had an erection. I was like really interested in some what, what like what all is he referencing in that in that song Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. So Scott Amush, Scott Amush, can you do the Fandango? So I looked it up, and Scott Amush was this. Uh, there was a play, and the character Scott Amush was absolutely Trump. It was the idea of this like dumb everyman who becomes uh, iconic wow. in the culture. And so it's interest. It was interesting because I read it right around the time he was in his ascendant. I would hesitate to call Trump an everyman, but I don't. I'm sure he doesn't even know how to well, do the fandango. Yeah, yeah absolutely sure. not. Yeah, he, but Pro- it doesn't he would even probably have the app. he'd probably inflate his wealth to try to buy fandango. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. For sure. <laughs> oh. Oh. <Oop. laughs> it sounded like the Nailed soundboard it. farted. Nailed it. <laughs> I'm good at this, you guys. I forgot that That's I turned great. it down earlier. Yeah. 
Oh, we're fucking killing it here, <laughs> here at OLA. Um, it's seven years, man. We need a break. We deserve. We deserve. I'm so tired. We're allowed I'm to stumble. So tired. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Almost 300 episodes. What's I'm the, so tired. Isn't it? There's a th- there's a thing you're supposed to do with married people where like every anniversary is a different type of gift, like a wood gift. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Silver. I don't know what this is. This was a. I don't know. Leave each other the fuck alone for two let's weeks. Let's see. Gift? What is? Yeah. What gift could we do now? What is the? I'm gonna look. Uh, let's see. What? I hope it's not wood. I do not want your wood. I've, I brought cannabis. That's my gift that's, to you guys. That's, Seven. that's we, like we don't have any of that. <laughs> But you also never don't need more. That's true. It's one hundred percent true. Copper and wool. Oh God, wool. Yeah. So get out there and strip some copper for me. Go get me a rustic cuff bracelet. What an itchy anniversary. I just come in with some SOS pads. That's the wrong kind of wool. Remember SOS pads? Yeah, steel wool. Yeah, some at home. They were like, here, fuck up your pans real good. With the weird sort of soap amalgam in the middle. I don't know what it was. It's sort of like the freshen up gum of cleaning products. Soap jizz. So weird. Yeah, you got to get it wet first. Oh, it's Uh, just. That's what she said. I get so. That's what she said. I get so (laughs) grossed out thinking about uh, SOS pads. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. It's also the sound of metal on metal scraping. It's mm-hmm. just there's just so much that's wrong with it. Yeah, man. When I was a kid, I would uh like I would do things that would also drive me nuts, but because it drove someone else nuts, I would be able to uh tolerate it. Like the fork scraping against a plate. Yes. Drove my cousin insane. Yeah. And so I would do it all the time. Nails on a chalkboard. Yeah, it stuff. sucks to hear. I hate it too. Yes. It sucks for my ears, but it was real funny when she would get super mad. Yeah, that's sorry, Leisha. That's like a misery loves company adjacent kind of thing, but it's much more sadistic. Yeah, I didn't have a sibling to torture, so every few months we would have family dinners where I would get to torture a cousin. I was the torture e in my sibling relationship. Were you the baby? I was the baby Mm. until one day I fucking blacked her eye, and that was it's all it's all over. It's all over. See, got it. She had it coming. (laughs) She did have it coming. She had it coming. She had it coming. Yeah, man, take it back. <laughs> That's what I've been listening to Chicago too, so I got Have that you? shit on my brain. Yeah, the band? Uh, no, no, should have been gone. No, I that don't know. is not Chicago. It's that also is a Journey. That's Journey. That, they're all the fucking same. That's actually Steve Perry. They're both Boston. It's not even Journey. I I have never <laughs> been more angry. Then I am They're right. Both Boston. What did you, wait, wait, what did you say? He first he said that Journey, Journey and Chicago shot. were six of one. First of all, it's forty five or six to four. Yeah, yeah twenty five or six to four. Twenty five or six to four to one. <laughs> uh, they're Boston. <sighs> anyway, more than a feeling. They're not Boston. <laughs> Boston and Journey are closer together than Chicago None, and yeah, Journey. They're all very different. They're all very different. They're very different. Um, uh, what the fuck are we talking about? Chicago <laughs> uh, also was like seven different bands throughout their category. Like they were like, uh, and we're a different style now. <laughs> yeah. They're like and the, also going from Chicago to Boston is a journey. Yes. Oh. Mind Wrap it up. Long. Show's over. <laughs> we did that a little job today. Good work. Good work. Proud of you both. Let's hit the showers. Yeah, right? <laughs> Pick some plugs? Should we? Let's do it. Let's do it, because I got a big one. I oh, got a big shit. one. I'm having fun, man. Uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder is out for the Switch, and dude, I'm nine years old again, man. It is 
fun. Yeah. It is creative. There's a sense of mystery and wonder. Hence the name. Yeah, it's right fucking there in the title. It's on the nose. I um I, I picked it up last week. I, I mentioned it on the show, and uh, and I brought it over here for you to try a little bit before the show. I got a little taste of the heroin. Got a little taste of the goods. Yeah, and uh, Nintendo still got it, man. Oh, love it. I was hooked immediately. And and, and, and like we, we 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 laughed a little bit about me picking this as a pick because I mean it's. Is there anybody, so you know, if you want this, you know, if it's not for you, you know, uh, Brett was talking last week, how she's not super into platformers friend of the show, Ryan. Oh no. Rechristened enemy of the show. That's Ryan right. green. That's right. Not a fan of platformers of Mario specifically. Of Mar- yeah, I know really. It's really, it's, it's a, it's, it's a wonder we ever called him friend. The, um, but now what an idiot. So I get it. If, it, if that's not your thing, it's not for you. But if, if you have ever enjoyed 2D platforming, 2D action games. If it's not your thing, you're allowed to be wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's Go right. on, live your life, make your mistakes. The world's full of stupid people. Live yeah. your, live your false. Yeah. The um, uh, but if you are get it, truth. Thank Go you. get this. Thank you. It's fun. It's a good time, and I'm having a blast with it. And, and while you're on the Switch eShop, pick up uh, the Sega Ages Fantasy Zone because Fantasy Zone is the greatest arcade game of all time. I'm convinced. Hmm. Plugs. And plugs. Uh, November 10th, we are back for the Starlight Comedy Night. So freaking thrilled to have uh, Tulsa's greatest show uh, rocking and rolling at our favorite bar once again. We've got a hell of a lineup. We are welcoming Ira Whitesell to the Starlight stage for the very first time on November 10th. And then we are welcoming back two of our favorites, Ashlyn Benson and Tracy Jr. are going to be on there rocking things out with us. You know how Laura Cook and I do it, bringing some of the best comics from the area and beyond to the Starlight month after month after month. And proud to be back on the second Friday after doing a little third Friday moonlighting in October. So come out and see us. October, nope, nope, November 10th. There you go. An interesting other tidbit about that uh, that show uh, is it's one show that's never booked me. Oh, oh, well, it sounds like we still have fantastic talent it's the coming only up one. down the road. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeff, what yeah. do you got? Uh, pick yeah. uh, the movie Green Room, The Green Room. Ooh, it's wow. a good one. Um, okay. Uh, Patrick Stewart as a neo-Nazi. Not um, the first time it's been picked yeah, on this show. This one, yeah, yeah. About really. The, the, the yep. kids at the punk show. That's yep. crazy. Yep, yep, the kids yep. at the, yeah, Anton, yeah. I can't remember Anton, who else picked it. Was, it was semi recent too. Yeah, this has got to be a must watch. It one hundred percent is one hundred percent. Here is the thing: it's a little bit like the kid a race. That died head. was in it, right? Yeah, Anton oh, yeah, Yelchin. Anton Yelchin. Yep. yep. Um, the interesting thing about this movie: it's part of this um, repertoire of this uh, writer director named Jeremy something mm-hmm. uh, Saunier. Uh, he also has a movie called Blue um, Blue Ruin. Blue Ruin. Blue that Ruin. movie. So it's like I, a was color. Was Dustin theme. that brought it up? It might. It was. It might have been Dustin Howard even that brought it up. Interesting. Uh, Blue Ruin is amazing. Yeah, he and I talked about Green Room that might that fairly so recently. Could, yeah, could have been. That what's interesting about that movie is it's so good, but it's so hard to watch. It I don't is know very that I'll hard. Ever, yeah. I don't know that I'll ever see it a second time. I. He, I've only seen it once. Yeah, it's that. It's, it's so that good. horrific. I have rewatched Blue Ruin though. Yeah, it's so good. Blue Ruin is amazing. There's something that he does with subtlety and like, like kind of like the David Mamet real world way of people talking kind yeah. of thing. That he's brilliant. The 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 absolute reality that I felt while watching Blue Ruin. The yes, I mean, it, I felt like I was so invested because it's like this is a real person that I know in my life. Like I'm watching somebody I care about. Yes, go through you, all of this, and I wanted him to succeed. Oh my god, me too. Uh, interesting <laughs> you, side. You, you should watch Blue Ruin. Okay, yeah, no, Blue I Ruin seen and that Green either. Room. Yeah, yeah. Um, interesting tangential uh, related only in my head mm-hmm. to uh, both of these movies. The guy that turned me on to both of those films 
also turned me on to um, the movie The Lobster. Oh, with uh, Colin sure, Farrell. Yeah. yeah, and this was back in the day when uh, I still was comfortable downloading, you know, pirating shit. And, so, um, and I pirated a copy that was in French. Oh, no, bummer. Not, not knowing that it wasn't a French movie. Layar. So then I had to download the dubbed English like sound file to play along with it. Yeah, and they, yeah. would, they, and they would wouldn't never sync. They wouldn't sync up. So the, ne- so the next Yar. day I go to work and I'm like, uh, he goes, did you enjoy it? And I'm like, well, I only got about halfway through it. And <laughs> he goes, why? And I'm like, well, because I, I was having a hard, the French subtitles, I, I, I couldn't keep up with the French. He goes, it's not in French. <laughs> I had just downloaded a French version. Love of it. it. But you didn't know any better. So yeah, yeah, yeah. As weird as the lobster movie is, it's, it's even, even weirder, weirder in French. French yeah. It's Le <laughs> <laughs> Lessons were learned. Uh, plugs. Um, so, yeah, December 8th, I'm on the Dirty Santa show. Nice. Uh, Where's that at? Uh, that's going to be at uh, Go Comedy in Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great little venue. Yeah, it is. And, yeah, Gene Barber's doing phenomenal stuff, I think, for the scene. He's a great mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, I need to get on the radar over there. Yeah, yeah. I'll make sure you are. Um, and uh, the, the interesting thing about that show is I looked at all the other comics that are booked. They're all fat comics. Oh, boy. And, I, and I'm, like, way less fat than the last time Roscoe yeah. saw me. So I think it'll be interesting for me to show up as skinny Dirty Santa. Yeah. Nice. Well, not skinny yet, but on the Well, way. yeah, yeah. Skinnier Dirty Santa. Uh, for those of you that are listening at home, I've lost 156 pounds in the can last hear year it. and a half. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so much. Uh, yeah. Eating nothing but kale, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just kale. Delicious, oh, delicious kale. Kale and booberry cereal, but only when it's a limited time only available. Finally, someone taking the booberry challenge. Not enough people are Accepting the fourth Cowards. and most important of the monster cereals. You know Cowards. why they can't deal with the, the, the iridescent poop that comes with it? <laughs> you know, mm. guys, it won't hurt you, and it makes it easier to see the bowl next time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's a little green. A lot of people it's a little bit that. green. Yeah. A little bit green. People are afraid to talk about that. December 8th, go theater. Go, go see theater. Justin. <laughs> go see Justin be one of the thinner Santas. Jeff? Are you going to dress? Jeff. Jeff or Justin? What the fuck? Is Justin here too? No. Justin? What the fuck? <laughs> that was good. I like that I'm putting off Justin energy, though. I'm yeah, losing I'm, my mind. I feel good happening. about just that. Just in time to see Jeff at Boom. Go Theater. There it Boom. is. Uh, are you going to dress as Santa? You know, you it's should funny. do like classy Santa. I've done I've done Surfer Santa two years in a row oh. at shops at Mother Road Market, and I have like uh, Santa shorts, and then I have a Hawaiian shirt with Santa <laughs> surfing on it, okay. and then I wear a visor that just says S. Nick on it on the top. <laughs> And then it's got Guy Fieri hair coming out the top. Like so it kind of says Snick. Snick. It does say Snick with a little dot after the S. Yes. Um, so I used my to get sur- pumped for that. And then I wear the um, the idol from the Brady Bunch episode, uh, the cursed idol from the Hawaii episode. Yes. Uh, uh, Greg, a very important two-parter. Greg a Brady signed that yeah. at the Outsider's House for me. What? I have a signed nice. copy of the that real idol. one. Well, yeah. yeah, he carries them with him. It's like a prop that he sells. <laughs> but he also- and he's got a Tulsa tie, too. That's he's hilarious. married to a Tulsa, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So weird. Uh, Barry Williams, yeah. Yeah. Hotter the than The one from the surreal world? The one from the surreal life. That's what I mean? Yeah. That girl? Wait, I thought that was Peter Brady. Oh, that was. Oh, was you're that right. Peter? Yeah, that was Peter Brady. Who also has a hot wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that Peter? Peter was on Surreal Life, okay. yeah, with with the model, a- that's a- right. Adrian something. That's right. That's what I'm thinking I don't think of. they're together anymore, actually. Oh, I would be yeah. shocked if they Which, were. Which, you know... We get it, Pete. You were never going to keep her. <laughs> yeah, good well, for you, Absolutely. Though. Yeah. Good try, though. Good try. <laughs> Hell of a try. Oh, God damn it. What about you? Picks and or plugs? Uh, I'm going to pick um, food. 
because it's I have so not fucking eaten. good. It's I have so not good. eaten today, and I'm fucking starving. Dude, hungry in the last quarter of the, a podcast. I feel you. I've been there. Oh, I've so been there. I'm so hungry that I'm losing my mind. I hadn't. I was a minute late because I had to stop to get this. I hadn't had coffee. I made the mistake of buying some. I'm a black rifle concentrate oh. to make my iced coffee at home. Yeah. It tasted like an ashtray. <laughs> a Ugh. pumpkin spice ashtray. Uh, no plugs for me this week except for uh, just listen to all the shows on OLA Ministries. Um, uh, picks. Um, if you want a music pick, uh, I've been digging back into the old Handsome Boy Modeling School. Uh, oh, nice. Cat- yeah, that stuff's really good. Um, we I picked Lovage a few weeks back. Um, Nathaniel Merriweather being the the carryover. Yeah. Handsome Boy Modeling School is really fun. Um, And then uh, for a TV pick, uh, we just finished Gen V. Oh, cool. Which is the new uh, spinoff from The Boys. Oh, sweet. And it is great. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually pick your brain about one. I'm gonna sorry. I'm gonna push off food a few minutes. Uh, You recently or no? I need to not think about food. So you are partially through a comic book series. I yes, I didn't get to finish it before today, but I am also halfway through uh, Peacemaker Tries Hard, the uh, comic book series, and that was uh, written following the Peacemaker show, and it Correct. reads very similar. Oh, absolutely! Every single thing I read from Peacemaker, my brain does it in Cena's voice. So it's very much... Uh, Who knew Cena was going to be such a fucking gem for our world? He's so great. Right? Yeah. I mean... He's so great. Yeah. That guy's I, got... This guy's got more layers. And I was a big, big wrestling fan. And I was a I thing. was still a wrestling fan when he first dropped in, in WWF. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, WWE. Oh, yeah, yeah. True, um, true. And I could not stand him. Yeah. I hated him. His character was... Trash. He felt very generic, dude, to me. When he well, they just up. they tried to make him the the white guy trying to be black character. Oh yeah, that, that Vince one, yeah, McMahon is fucking obsessed that. with. Yeah, yeah. Vince McMahon's been trying to do that since Akeem the African Dream. He is incredibly racist. Super fucking yeah, racist. Yeah, horrible person. Uh, and yeah, he just it was it's real dumb. Yeah. Uh, also, real dumb shave character. his head. He could be. He could be. He could. He could cosplay Kingpin. Vince McMahon. Shave his head. He yeah. could constantly. He's got that build. Yeah, yeah. But but I don't want him to. I don't want him to yeah, either. Because I like Marvel characters more than I. Yeah, I don't want to hate him. Vince McMahon. <laughs> Vince Vince McMahon. McMahon. <laughs> Vince McVaughn. Called him Vince McVaughn. <laughs> That's hilarious. Can we agree? Irish that, Vince Vaughn. Can we agree that female Hawkeye should not have made it out of that store alive? That was the one area where I felt like, man, her level of experience fighting kingpin i just don't think she should have survived even one punch from him uh yeah yeah they, they should have written that a little, a little sharper but you know is she a tumbler fine she knew how to she knew how to lean out of the hit yeah that's true she is a very yeah, she's parkour very cat, cat-like reflexes yeah, parkour so we'll, hardcore parkour that that's that's my my one thing i will say their phase four got into a lot of sloppy resolutions uh, the biggest defender to me was Wakanda Forever with um, uh, Shuri getting just stabbed straight through and still <gasps> fighting. Spoiler alert. She wins. I, I haven't seen it. Okay. Spoilers. Good guys win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. I mean, actually, you know what? That's not even entirely true. Yeah, otherwise, they would have had to call it Wakanda for a n- short period of time. <laughs> Wakanda, Wakanda for sometimes. 15 more days. <laughs> Wakanda sometimes. <laughs> it's almost as good as Charlotte sometimes. Yeah. The Cure song. Oh, okay. I thought you talking about like Charlotte's Web spinoff. Nope. Because the spider. I knew where you were going. Oh, Thank okay. you. I'm wearing I'm wearing you, black eyeliner. I was going to say your your, your yeah. music knowledge runs pretty deep. 
like mine. I saw. Another- Speaking of which, what was your uh, the when I said Nazi punks fuck off? You said. Uh, that's what reminded me of Green Room because they go ah. to a fucking skinhead show and they play Nazi punks fuck off. Yeah. And it was the boldest fucking move in the world. And mm-hmm. that's not what ends up getting them slaughtered. But, nope. <laughs> but it was just such a fucking punk rock thing. Yeah, to do. that was rad. Uh, and if you are listening and you don't know uh, what that is, Nazi punks fuck off is a, it's just the correct thing to do. And also a good Dead Kennedy song. Hell yeah. yes. Um, anyway, Jeff Thompson. You got locked yeah. into it, didn't you? That yeah. happened to me at work. The, Did the, it? the wrong name thing? Yeah. So we got two new employees at work, and I'm going to call them uh, Bob and Sam. And <laughs> Bob Bob uh, showed up a few weeks earlier, and then Sam showed up. And for the first six weeks, I kept calling Sam Bob. Oh, man. I, and I and the worst part was is I knew who he was, yeah. but he'd walk up to me, and my brain would go, ha, ha, fuck you. And yeah, would yeah, sub in the other I know name. that's Jeff. The yeah. weirdest thing about that. I don't know that, who Justin is. The weirdest we thing about that is that. It's this. It's the most human thing to do because everybody does it. Exactly. And yet, I feel more shame about forgetting someone's name. Yep. I forgot someone's name last night at a party, and I felt like the worst human being on the planet. I felt like I just killed a kid. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I, I do. I feel like I kicked a puppy. You do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially. Yeah. 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 But no, it's okay. It's do okay. Do we even know a Justin? Yes. Who? I don't know. We were talking about Justin Long earlier. That's the one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what it and is. And I'm. I'm. I'm pitting. Putting off strong Justin vibes right now. Did you say you did or didn't see Barbarian yet? I have not seen Barbarian. Watch that shit. The band leader from your former band. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I have a really good friend named Justin. (laughs) See, I need food. Yeah. This is just. All right, let's go get food. All right. See you later, everybody. Take it from me. I love you. (sighs) 